the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. It takes like less than two minutes. So please do me a favor and go hype up the podcast so everyone can see it. So to get going today, I have a guest with me. Iris. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name's Daniel Pore. I use he, they pronouns. Um, I don't know. I'm just friends with Riz. Yep. I love I love being around Riz. I, like, actually, this time last year, we were all following each other on, yeah. on um, social media. And, like, yours was like, I was like, this is one of the best Instagrams. I've oh, my so I was like, God. What's going on? I You're like, kidding. I was intimidated. I, was, I have never told Riz this, by the way. But um, I knew what? she was friends with Kaylee. And I think we just eventually, like, just became closer friends. Yeah. Just, like, through Kaylee. Like, eventually, like, you'd be in the same place as Kaylee was or I'd be in the same place as Kaylee was. And, like, eventually we started, like, just right. hanging out and texting by ourselves. And it was, yeah. I don't know. That was, that's, that, that, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. I don't know. I did. Uh, yeah. No. I just, like, that just popped in my head when you press record. I was like, what was my first impression of this? <laughs> And yeah, I guess I'll start with that. Yeah, Aww. that was my first impression of you. Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> you. That's so cute. I didn't know that. Um, well, that kind of goes into, I guess, what we're doing today because today we're here to share our crazy friend stories. They're not all crazy, but not some of them crazy. But they all like teach like, really important like, lessons, like toxic a little bit of like, a, what did I learn from this? What did I take away from this? Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, when I was going through them, like my big takeaway was like setting boundaries with people was where I was like. Like, the friendship usually turned toxic when people started crossing my boundaries. So that's something that might just, like, continue to come up today. Um, but, yeah, these are kind of, like, throughout, like, being a kid through high school and then college friendships or, like, not friendships now type of thing. But, yeah, so we'll get into it. So, Daniel, what color is your heart today? Um, what color is my heart today? Um... So I moved in yesterday. Yeah. Like, I had to do so much stuff, and it was stressful, and... I feel like my anxiety, like, manifests as the color, like, yellow. Mm -hmm. Like a bright, icky yellow. Icky but, yellow. But um, I'm also, like, really happy at the same time. I'm so excited with everything because it's sophomore year. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just so excited to just be around the people that I want to be around, do the things that I want to do. And my happiness, like, manifests as a blue. So, like, yeah. I'm going to go with a green. Okay. Green is, like, an okay color. It's probably going to be closer to blue, like, <laughs> as I'm more moved in. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Um, for me, my color is probably, oh, my God. Mm, this is hard. Like, maybe, like, a light purple just because I'm feeling good today, but I'm also feeling, like, a little bit stressed out because I have a lot more to do today. Like, today's more of, like, a go, go, go day. It's not, like, a chill day. And, like... They're all things that I enjoy. Like, I, like, had an appointment this morning, and then I have, like, my first therapy appointment with, like, a new counselor today. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, excited Yay. for it, but it's also, like, stressful because it's, like, starting new things. Right, exactly. There's so, always somebody, yeah. Right. So I feel like purple for me kind of represents, like, that happiness, but a little bit of, like, a, like, sprinkle of something else. Some, some, a little some bit of spice. stress. A little bit of stress. <laughs> just a little bit. Right. Yeah. So we'll just get into the episode. Yeah. So we're basically just going to, like, dive in on, like, the fun story. So, Daniel, do you want to start off with what your fun toxic story is first? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, um, mine, uh, I wrote all my stories with, uh, like, a <laughs> lesson in mind. Like, so I'm going to start off with the lesson you okay. need to learn. Um, so, setting boundaries is the first one. You, We already talked about yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. But, like, setting just general boundaries are so important because you're not with your parents anymore. You don't right. have older siblings anymore to take care of you. Like, you are on your own mm -hmm. and you're an adult now. Um, so flashback to around this time last year, we're just getting 
to school and my roommate and I move in. My roommate and I are best friends. We're still best friends. We, uh, I love my roommate so much. Um, I'm not going to name his name. I'm going to call him Joe. Okay, we got Joe. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him Joe. Um, and we move in the first week, and we have TOL. And so over the course of maybe a few months, he gets a partner. And I'm so happy for him. Like, hello. And there are roommates like me that are okay with different things, but there are also roommates that aren't okay with as many. When you're roommates, you have to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. So all the time, one thing I appreciated about Yovan. (laughs) (laughs) See, I knew that wasn't going to last. I knew that wasn't going to last. One thing I appreciate over the course of a few months, Yovan... Okay, as a disclaimer, we have tried to tell Daniel's story about three or four times, and Daniel tried to use an alias, and it did not work nope, from the get-go, not so, at all. Not so at we're, all. we're gonna work on it, but <laughs> we'll see to how this goes. To say I love theater so much, me telling a simple story takes too much effort. Anyways. <laughs> okay, you got this, you got this one. Okay, fifth time's the charm. Okay, so flashback to a year ago, we were first years, and my roommate, Yovan, I love him to death. He's one of my best friends ever. <laughs> um, we had a really good relationship at because we set boundaries very well. Um, it was a constant dialogue of asking for permission, which asking for permission like feeds directly into setting yeah, boundaries, it's right? It's, it's a step-by-step process. It's two months into um, freshman year, and Yovan gets a partner, and everybody in our little friend group is so happy. Right. And we're like, yay, <laughs> Yovan got a little boo. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yay. Um, and it was the first time he asked. It, it, first of all, they dated for like a few weeks before Yovan ever asked Aww. for him to come over. Um, to our room, but it was the simple question of like, can my partner come over? Yeah. On like just a random Wednesday, and that just made my day, and that made a lasting impact on me, to always keep a dialogue of asking for permission because from there we were able to just keep. It was constantly just like, can I do? Is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if this happens? And. Like, our friendship became stronger because of it. Right. Um, our relationship as roommates was just almost impenetrable. There was nothing Yovan could do that, like, made me angry at all. And yeah. I hope I didn't get on Yovan's nerves <laughs> in my crazy behind. Um, yeah. It, w- it would be, it started off with the simple question of, can my partner come over? Right. Like, maybe October of last year. And it w- was five minutes of my day, but it really, it really taught me an important lesson of setting boundaries and always asking for permission, at least yeah. when you're in close proximity to someone, like with roommates. And especially as first years, you're going to be in really close proximity to each other. Exactly. I totally agree with that. I feel like that's, like, really helpful, and it's really beneficial. And, like, even then when you do run into problems, you know that you have boundaries set up. Like, right. my roommate and I this past year, like, we set boundaries very strictly in the beginning. And then they kind of changed, like, throughout the year, but we, like, reassessed them every time, and we checked on each other every time, and we were like, is it okay if I do this? Is it not okay if we change this? Like... Because originally we made it so that it was like, nobody's going to come in the room. We're not going to have people over. Like, that's just not going to be a thing. And then throughout the year, like, I got a partner. So then I was having them over for, like, a couple hours. Um, and then, like, at, like she wouldn't be in the room. And then vice versa, where, like, if she had someone over, like, a friend or maybe a partner or whatever, like, I then would move out. Not move out. But I would, like, leave the room <laughs> and, like, go do something else so that, like, she could have the room. Like, it was, like, 
We worked together on right. that. Like, I feel like that's so important. Right. So I like that you guys just... Setting boundaries and dialogue. That's the number one step to adulthood, if I know anything. Period. <laughs> okay, so then the next story that we have is from me. So this is about someone that I went to high school with. So this was kind of like a funny thing because like when we were kids we hated each other and like she lived right down the street from one of my family members and we would see each other but we like didn't like each other because we were like competing for the same friend that like lived in between the two houses so it was like I want to hang out there today and instead of us all just like hanging out together we like wouldn't do that and so as we got older we went to the same high school and we became friends through that and we became like best friends um and we became like inseparable like sophomore and junior year kind of and I was discovering a lot about myself during that time. I was discovering a lot about my sexuality. And so she was, like, the first person I really came out to. And so she, like, held this very special place in my heart. She still does. And the summer before junior year, I – was it? Summer before sophomore year? Summer before sophomore year, I started to, like, kind of talk with these girls just to, like, see, like, what it was all about. Um – And they were both very toxic. They were both girls that I, like, should not have been with. But one of them specifically, um, she was just, like, not good for me. And my friend had, like, helped me out of this. And she basically was, like, helping me see the light on, like, why I shouldn't be with this person. And I finally got out of it. It was my first, like, girl-on-girl experience. It was really, really bad. Like, I would not recommend ever going through that for anyone. Um, But you'll have to start somewhere. And so then we, like, are best friends throughout the school year. A year goes by, and she comes out about her sexuality. And she comes out, and I was, like, super happy for her, super excited for her. I was, like, oh, my God, like, we both have, like, people that we can date that are, like, same gender type. Like, I don't know. It was, like, an exciting thing for us, like, discovering. Right. And so um, she comes up to me during junior year, which is, like, a year later, and she's, like, hey, how would you feel if I started dating this person? Like, the person that I had just gotten out of this, like, toxic thing with, like, a year before. Oh, no. And it was also her first, like, girl-on-girl experience. And I was, like, um... Because by then I had moved on. I was in my first actual, like, girl-on-girl relationship. Like, I, it was a very strong relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I shouldn't care, but I do care. So me being the person I was, I was like, sure. Because I was like, this isn't going to go anywhere. Like, you're just going to, like, flirt around with her and maybe, like, do a little something-something to see if you like it. And that'll be it. That's not what happened. Um, <laughs> so then they start, like, talking. And immediately it's toxic for her. Because, like, I was, like, still really close friends with her. Like, we were best friends. So I heard all about that stuff. And there was never a positive thing to be said. Like, it was all negative. It was all very toxic. And I was like, you helped me out of this last time. I need to, like, help you out of this. And she started getting really defensive with me and started getting really toxic with me. Yeah. And it was kind of like the toxicity of the, the partner was, like, rubbing off on her. And she started, like, feeding lies to her, basically. Like, the partner was like, Like, Marissa doesn't care about you. Marissa doesn't like you. Marissa just wants to, like, break us up. She Mm -hmm. doesn't want you to be happy. She doesn't want, like, us to be happy together. And, like, telling her all these, like, lies. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have already – it was also because I had already gone through it with that girl. Like, I had already seen this. And my friend was – like, she helped me out of it. And I was, like, trying to help her out of it. And eventually I just had to accept that she didn't want helped out of it. And she then started to, like – smoke a lot and started to drink and in high school where we went to high school if you were a stoner you were like fully outcasted like you did yeah. like people did not do that like that was just not a thing that really happened okay. like when with all of my friends okay. yeah that was the yeah. that was the whole culture of like a, if you were like like smoking weed especially not even like having like a vape it was like smoking yeah. like weed it was just bad right. like nobody did that right. and so this girl that 
like we both had kind of been with was like two years older than us both. And so like she's already in college, she's in this new environment and right. she was doing that. And so she brought my friend into it and I flat out then had to tell her like, I don't feel comfortable with this at all. And it was so, so bad. Like it was to the point already then like in, because I, the lesson that I took out of this is because like I didn't speak up sooner because I knew something yeah. was bothering me and I didn't say like, this is bothering me. I don't want you to date this person or be with this person. Even though I am with someone new, you know that this person would not be good for you. Like, it's, like, not beneficial. And because, like, then when I did come out about it, she didn't want to listen to me because I would already kind of, like, given permission mm -hmm. in a way. She was like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I don't care about what you have to say. Like, my partner was right all along. Like, you're just out to get me, basically. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, Oh my god, it yeah. was it was so spicy. It was so when it could have been ended so much sooner. Yeah. yeah, and it was all because I was too scared to like speak up about it and speak yeah. up about how I felt and set boundaries. Like right. I didn't want to set the boundary of like I don't feel comfortable with this. Communicate, 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 <laughs> communicate. <laughs> right, like you just have to communicate how you're feeling. And so then, she was with this girl for I don't even know how long, but like she would post everywhere. It wasn't yeah. even on like her like private story. Like she had this like private public story kind of where it was like to basically everyone on her Snapchat, mm -hmm. except, like, certain people, um, about how bad this relationship was for her, except, like, the girl obviously didn't see it, and, like, her family wouldn't see it, and, like, she was then, like, sneaking out of her house to go hang out with this girl, and, like, <sighs> drinking all of the, like, like, getting drunk, drunk on, week like, weeknights with this girl, and I was, like, oh, God, like, this is not something that I do, I don't do any of that stuff, like, I can't surround myself with you anymore, so then I, like, had to, like, fully cut her off, and just, like, not be friends with her, yeah. and, she then, like, by our senior year, they had broken up, and I was like, okay, maybe we have this chance to, like, rekindle this friendship, and so I remember I texted her, and I was like, hey, I hope you're doing well, like, I've been seeing you around school senior year, and, like, it just sucks, like, not saying hi to you, because, like, we were, like, inseparable, like, the last two years, like, I'm just hoping that we can, like, recreate that, like, we can just, like, try yeah. to, like, fix that, like, there were a lot of bad things that happened, and she basically, she literally... I removed her on social media now, but so obviously it didn't work out. But she basically told me, like, I want nothing to do with you. Don't ever contact me again. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And she still, like, believed all these bad things that her partner had been telling her about me after, like, her partner hadn't talked to me for years. Like, it, it was, like, so crazy. And it was all because, like, I didn't communicate in time. One decision created and, a chain oh, of events. It's yeah. like, I want to do a whole episode about the butterfly effect because, like, that just, like, is insane. Like, butterfly effect being, like, the butterfly flaps mm -hmm. its wings and it creates like a like hurricane a somewhere hurricane else in the world else, or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just so crazy. Mm -hmm. And because in that one instant when I was at my locker, like I look back on this so many times where she was like, hey, like just casually, like, do you care if I like maybe start talking to this person? Like, I don't really know if it's going to go anywhere. And instead of me saying like, mm, I don't really think I like that idea. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, yeah. So that was crazy for me yeah. like it was just so much and like I could go into so much more depth on it and like for time's sake I won't right but and I think that happens uh, all the time with yeah. various different things just yeah. by by not saying oh this bothers me and it grows into this giant issue mm -hmm. I have things like that in my life that are still happening where I didn't want to tell someone something and now they still do something that bothers me and now I feel like it's too far along for me to tell them this bothers me like you know yeah. so I don't know if you've had that happen to you, but no, I ha I've definitely had similar experiences where yeah. I could. It's like a it's like a trail you can just track, yep. and you're like, that one thing I yeah. did, that one thing I said, that one decision I made, is what 
like just influences my else. current situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would not be where I am right now if I didn't do that one thing. Yeah. And uh, it just like part of it sucks because I do really miss that friendship. But there's also that part of me that's like, there's a reason I don't have that friendship anymore. I don't really want to be friends with someone that does those things anymore. Like that crossed my boundaries no matter what. So it's like, yeah, just kind of have to like cut it off eventually and then eventually remove them on everything else. If that's what you need to do. And that's what I had to do in my circumstances. Like after she was like, no, I still don't want to talk to you. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just not going to give you the time of day anymore. Like I'm going to move on and live my life. That's a smart thing to do. And I'm not going to hold grudges against someone that happened like three years ago. Like that's like, you know, that is a mature thing to do. Yeah. So, That was my first crazy story. Yeah. All right. So my second story would be, okay, the the baseline, the the lesson to be learned (laughs) is find your people. Yeah. Create your community. Period. You need to have friends. It doesn't have to be that many. It doesn't have to be like an army. It just has to be at least four or five people that actually like, and that's, uh, that's just a quantity, but like you need people that actually like just like. They support like, you, right. like, throughout anything. Finding unconditional love outside of your family is one of the most beautiful experiences to ever have. And so, flashback back to first year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's the spring. Um, and um, I'm a musical theater major, and a lot of times we have to perform and emulate performances and work on things as working artists that are learning about different concepts um, in front of our peers. And we consider them performances just like any other. Um, And we call it rep. Um, That's the instance I'm talking about. Other schools have different things, but they probably, it's all, it's it's all the same. It's all the same thing. thing. Right. Got it. And so by this time I had already had my friends, like our friend group is solid. I'm pretty sure I'm friends with you fully like, and I'm pretty sure I'm friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just conceptualizing the timeline. Right, I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we are. And so it's one of our rep performances. Mm-hmm. And they had been going back and forth between online and in person. And that's a completely different experience <laughs> because of COVID, yeah. right? So it's our first um, in-person rep in the spring. And it's going to be our only one. And... I had so much performance anxiety because, well, I think part of it is because um, of COVID. Uh, like, COVID just, it just ruined all of oh our world. God, and yeah. it, it, it took theater out for a second. And not being able to perform for, like, two years. I didn't perform for two years in front of, oh. like, an actual audience. Yeah. So I went from being, like, I can do this for the rest of my life to, like, rethinking everything. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm in this rep performance, and we start. And I had been preparing for the song like nobody's business. And I, I love this song. Like the song is one of something that I really like identify with. And I go up, and it was simple. Like my voice teacher and I, we worked hard on it. I go up, I start singing, and my voice cracks. Oh. And that one decision we just talked about the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. but that one decision, um, I let it like mess with me. And my voice cracks again. And I start to forget the lyrics. And one small hiccup just, like, it didn't ruin my performance. I still sounded good. I have the the recording. And that night I rewatched it. But in my head, I was just spiraling. Yeah. And it was honestly a panic attack. 
Um, like I had panic attacks before. Like part of it was COVID. Part of it is I'm an anxious person. Yeah. And another part of it was like this is like my first time actually trying to perform in like perform something I identify with in years. And like I had a panic attack after messing up so much. I was oh. crying. I was taking notes and crying my eyes out. And I even even when I was crying, I still managed to push through. But all I could see was what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's part of partly who I am, and I'm growing past that. But let me get to the like yeah. crux of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I go to my dorm, and I just like I'm just blacking out. I'm like, like this panic attack just is so terrible. Scared, I'm yeah. ter- I'm so scared. I ca- mm-hmm. I hadn't called my mom for like three weeks at that point, and <laughs> but usually I call her weekly. But I hadn't called her for a little bit. So I called her, and this is her first time hearing me in a few weeks, and I'm crying, bawling Aww. my eyes out. And, like, I opened my phone for the first time in hours. Like, I left my phone in my dorm to go get dinner. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was just so, just a ball of, mm-hmm. like, dark, anxious energy. And I checked my phone for the first time in hours. And it's just texts and missed calls and things like, it's going to be okay. And Aww. some of my, some of my, some of my, um, my clo- of course, like, other people because it was more than just my closest friends, but, like, the things that my closest friends said to me, like, really hit me home and yeah. really, like, just pulled me straight out of that dark place. Someone walked me home because I was still crying, and that was one of the people that I was really close with, and they really, like, helped me, um, settled me down. And it was... Uh, what I got from the closest people was honesty. Right. Like, some one person said, just go back and l- listen to yourself. You have a recording of it. Go back and listen to yourself. And then actually, like, just go from there. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. That's all we can do. You can't redo um, it. We can't redo it. Um, it was just so much support from the people that I adore. Right. And that I know now adore me as well. Yeah. Right? Like, they're my people. They're my community. They're people that I found outside of my biological family that just... Like, it's almost like unconditional love. Yeah. Um, and so, like, even when I'm in my darkest moments, they're there for me. They're here to just bring me out of the darkest places and lift me up. And I'm here to do the exact same right. thing. Like, um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's the lesson that I would have to say everybody needs to learn. Just find yeah. your people. Find your people. Because even if it's two or three or if it's, like, a whole bunch of people that you feel can just love you unconditionally or not even unconditionally, but just love you, like, fully. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's just something everybody needs to have. I feel that. Yeah. That's literally, that means so much knowing that, like, so many people care. I actually remember that day because mm-hmm. I remember I went into one of our friend's rooms and I was asking where everyone was and she was like, oh, I don't know where Daniel is. Like, he hasn't answered his phone in, like, hours. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen him since our rep performance. Like, it was... it. It was really good, but it was also, like, he was upset about some parts of it. And I was yeah. like, oh, man. Like, I remember yeah. I felt so bad. And, I like, I because I wasn't there, I didn't really know how to, like, yeah. be that person to be like, hey, you did great. Because it's course. like, Marissa, where did you even see that? Like, you didn't even. But, like, I, I literally remember that because I remember, yeah. like, hearing that you were just so down on yourself and so upset. And, yeah. like, they all were just, like, literally hyping you up when you weren't even there. And From it was there, like. Like, you hear people. It, 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 it was good. Yeah. You find you, those people. You need to find your people. And they're just amazing. Like, yeah. I never want to lose the group that we have right now. Like, no. just the unconditional support that everyone gives to everybody, yeah. no matter what it is. Even when we have, like, issues and fights and stuff, like, we've had them. But, like, 
we still all love each other enough to come together and be who we are. Yeah. And, like, if, you know, you get, um, like, an effort from both sides, like, that's when you know the friendship is there for mm-hmm. forever. Like, as long as you exactly. keep putting in that effort. Like, I'm glad that we can all, like, have that for yeah. each other. Like, yeah. I don't know. That just, yeah. like, makes me happy to hear about, though. Like, Right. Because it's only been up from there. And now I have hopefully a little bit less performance anxiety. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if I didn't have them, like, I don't know what would have happened to me. What would I have done if I didn't have people there? Like, would I have strong, like, straight away from theater? Like, because this, like, it's my blood. Like, at this right. point, like, this is all I think about at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think about. Period. Um, and, yeah. like, you have to fail to succeed. Yeah, so, exactly. So, like, that's another, like, takeaway that's not really friendship one, but, like, it's still takeaway of, like, mm-hmm. a, you do have to fail to succeed. You have to mm-hmm. see what didn't work to know what does work. Right, exactly. Now I know differently. Okay, so I am going to share one more story for us. Um, this one has to do with freshman year of high school. So I was best friends with this girl um, from, like, when we met in kindergarten. Like, we were in the same kindergarten class. And from there, we were inseparable. Like, even if we weren't in the same class every year, we were still, like, super-duper close. Um, and even throughout middle school, like, we were still pretty close. And then we got to our freshman year of high school, and it just kind of goes downhill from there. And so basically, I had been kind of branching out, meeting my new friends. She branched out and met some new ones. We were in different things, and we started to kind of, like, drift away. But we were still in some of the same, like, classes and stuff, so we were still, like, together, I guess. Um, And so this actually happened. We were in the same, like, homeroom, and in our homerooms we had, like, FMPs, so it was, like, freshman mentors. Yeah. And our one of our freshman mentors, my freshman year, got in a car crash and died. Dang. and that was that yeah, was traumatic that, and so like our homeroom kind of like you know banded together and stuff yeah. um and so a little bit after that she started a fake rumor that I was like not like I didn't like one of her friends or something and so because I like apparently didn't like this girl she was like I'm not gonna be friends with you anymore like because you don't like her and I was like wait like, I never said I didn't like her. Like, she's in the same, like, homeroom as us. Like, we've all, like, we're all, like, getting closer because of this, like, this tragedy that happened. And she was like, no, I want nothing to do with you. And was, like, so, so, right. like, just, like, adamant about, like, What's not being this? my friend anymore. Yeah. And it, especially because it was about a rumor that, like, she started that wasn't mm-hmm. true. And, like, everyone else knew that this was, like, not tr- Like, the girl. I then <laughs> texted her and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry if I ever gave you the impression that I didn't like you, that, like, anything was wrong with us. Like, like you know, like, I was just, like, I'm, like, I don't want to ruin, like, our friendship or my other friend's friendship. Like, I don't want to, like, anything bad to happen. And she was just, like, no, you're fine. Like, I'm, like, good. And I was, like, That's okay. And so then I went to the other girl and I was, like, hey, like, we worked this out. She goes, I don't care. Like, I still don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I was, like, what? Like, and this one is one where I don't really even know, like, what lesson to take out of it. So maybe you can, like, enlighten me on this. Yeah. Because, like, I literally have, n- like, I, first off, did not do anything to this other girl. And then I apologize for not doing anything. Like, for saying, like, I'm so sorry if I ever did do anything to offend you. I didn't realize that I did. And then the girl says, no, you're fine. Like, nothing's wrong. And then the other one's still, like, no, I still want nothing to do with you. After being friends with me since like kindergarten and like then like high school kind of went on and like we still like I just saw her the other day because she was moving into college and whatever 
And I just, like, we said hi. I caught up with her family a little bit. Like, she actually did not speak to me. It was her mom that I, like, talked to. And we were just like, hey, like, how are you? Tell your parents I said hi. Like, just, like, giving me, like, a hug. Like, I was so close with this family. And I was so close with the family afterwards. But, like, this girl was just like, no. Like, you know? I think my uh, so i as i was driving up with my friend um we were we talked about a lot but one thing we definitely talked about was has xyz changed you has iwu changed you mm-hmm. um sometimes it would be like did school change you my brother and i talked about um like i changed when i was in high school i'm like we're in the first 25 years of our life yeah we're all changing mm-hmm. and if you expect people human beings to be constant you're going to get into a lot of disappointment. So I think one thing we have to be prepared for is people changing. And whether it's a immature excuse like (laughs) that one, or whether it's like y'all just grew apart naturally, people are always changing. You just have to be ready for the unexpected, ready and braced for people will always be changing. As long as we're all like 18, 19, 20 somethings, especially, Especially, yeah. And that doesn't mean afterwards, too. Like, yeah. we're just always changing. We're human beings. Right. And, like, it's it's just so strange to me. Right. Like, it's something that it's I think I'll really always wonder weird. about is it's to be really like, weird. like, why did this even happen? Like, because even if I tried to get answers now, I bet you she couldn't tell me mm-hmm. why. Like, I bet you she couldn't be like, X, Y, Z. Like, this is why. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I never got full closure on it. And it kind of sucks. But, like, I am glad that it happened because then I did like change I did shift my perspective and my mindset about the things that I do and what I did and like I was still able to get through my years and I was still able to like be the person that I wanted to be but like it was so like what is happening right now like yeah so that was like so weird for me a drastic instance of somebody just full out just changing on you yeah and like you can kind of see like maybe like over the years getting like a little bit more distant or like just like not talking as much like we didn't really classes together after that but, like, the abrupt, like, I'm starting a fake rumor about you <laughs> just because I don't want to be friends with you. After the rumor is then solved that it's not a rumor yeah. and that it's not, like, it doesn't exist, I'm still going to hate you for it. And it's like, what? What? Like, and I'm I'm really, like, glad where I am now. I'm really happy where I am now. I'm glad where everything has gone for me. But I, like, <laughs> I just think I'll always wonder a little bit of being like, girl, what are you even talking about right now? Like, <laughs> like after all that we had gone through our freshman year, then, like, that on top of it, it was like, what is going on? Like, right, right. So that was very funny to me. Yeah. It was just, like, and I know, like, my stories were all about friendships that, like, ended, and yours right. were kind of, like, friendships that were created, <laughs> which is just funny because I was just, like, I am so ready to, like, beat the hammer down. So and you were unexpected. like, I love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that was, that was my fun second story yeah okay so our stories were good we're definitely gonna have to do like a part two or like i'm gonna have yeah. to like find like part yeah. two or something to do with this um because i have a lot of other like crazy stories and i know daniel <laughs> probably has like a few other like um but so i just listened to a podcast episode about like toxic friends mm-hmm. um and like toxic ideas of friendships And so I found some questions that I was like, these are interesting. So I'm just going to like on the spot ask Daniel what he thinks of these. So why do you feel like people need like one singular best friend? Like why do you feel like people need like that go-to person? What Um, do you think about that? I guess I disagree with that idea Mm -hmm. as a whole. That's what I agree with it. I just want to know like what you think of it. I I think having a singular best, best friend that you can tell anything to is 
amazing. That's great. Right. Because you can always, like, if they're a person, you can always, like, externalize your internal dialogues. That's so helpful and very needed. But it's also, like, you can't rely on one person. I know, yeah. Which is why I think maybe a few, um, like, Friends that are just as close as maybe that one friendship is mm-hmm. just important because different people more more the more minds you have on something, the better you can think through a situation. Yes. At least that's like superficial. Like that's what I first but like, think. Right? Especially when they have different ideas than you do, because like right. when you're best friends with someone who is the exact same way as you in every way, no. that that can be awesome. Um, but opposites do attract. <laughs> so like I know like when I'm presenting ideas to you, like I just did earlier with my story, like. I needed your advice because I couldn't come up with a reason. And you gave me this new idea of like what I like had been missing, I guess. Like it's that one person that can bring it in, but there's also like a group of people you can find in that. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar to a lot of my closest friends in certain ways. There are definitely things we can find in common, but we are also so wildly different. Right. And when I'm able to like have dialogues with them about like, is what, what's going on with me? Like, is, is this what's going on? And they're able to like, just put a spin on it that I actually wouldn't be able to come up with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like, cause basically what I was listening to is they were saying how like, there's a stigma around like every person needing like one person that they can count on for everything. And I was like, I just feel like that's toxic. And they agreed. Like they felt the same way. Like, why is it that you think society puts it on us that we need a best friend like that? Like where we just have one singular person you can count on for everything. Like you need to have the abilities to create like, it takes a village. That's the same. Yeah. It takes yes. a village. Oh, see, that's what I was missing. Right, that exactly. is what I was missing it in takes my idea. A village. Yeah. Yeah. And like how cuz some people feel like they need one best friend because like they might not have any. Like some people feel mm-hmm. lonely. So what do you think about like people that feel lonely looking at that in the positive way of like just because you don't have that one singular person everyone else does? Like how is that a positive? It's not to say that you won't get that singular person tomorrow mm-hmm. or the day after that. We go through, I just said this earlier, like, we're in the first 25 years of our life. Yeah. Like, everything around us is changing. Nothing stays constant for very long. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the most constant childhood and adolescence, like, things will change. And you will feel lonely for extended periods of time, whether you're surrounded by people. And sometimes you're not. Sometimes you are. Yeah. It, it depends. And I think if you just pine after and want just one person when you're not working towards opening yourself up to your village or people who you hope would be the vill- like your village. Yeah. And if that doesn't work out, there are 7 billion people on the planet, 300 million Period. people in this country, and plenty of people where you are in life that can meet you halfway. That's so true. Yeah. I love that. I also feel like like, there's a lot of things with, like, the reality and aesthetic of having, like, one singular best friend of, like, a, like, I could think of a few people that, like, post on Instagram, and it looks like they have these, like, perfect friendships, and I feel like the people that post the most on social media with their best friend and stuff, like, those are actually the most toxic people or toxic yeah, relationships. Yeah, like, that's very true. Like, I see a lot of that where I'm, like, oh, my God, their friendship looks so perfect, and then I'm, like, oh, they actually, like, hate each other. Like, they don't even really like each other. They take good pictures together, and that's why they hang out. Like, oh, I want to do a photo shoot. I'm going to call up this one person because I look good next to them or whatever. Like, I see so many instances like that where then it's posed as, like, a they are the perfect best friends. Like, I need to find a friendship like that. And it's like, "Mm, no. Like, 
one of my best friends, like one of the people I consider closest to me, goes to school in North Central, and I see her like once or twice a year, right? At most, right? And we are still best friends. Mm-hmm. Like we don't. I don't think we've taken a picture together in the last like year. <laughs> like the last picture we have together was at my graduation party. And it was only because I forced her to take the picture with me. Like, we would not have had one otherwise, you know? It's just, like, interesting to me. Like, yeah. the reality versus the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, I may have sounded, like, smart on this <laughs> podcast. I consider myself a smart person. But sometimes I have my airhead moments. And, like, I'm completely different from everybody else. So I'll be the first person to get on one of my best friend's nerves. I'll take Steven, for example. Oh, I'll take yeah. Steven. No, I will no, get I on Steven's nerves. <laughs> I will get on his nerves. But he'll say something. He'll, he'll tell be like, you. Or he'll, you'll at least see it on his face. And he'll least. be like, shut up. <laughs> like, like you'll, he'll be like, what? What did you just say? Like, when I'm having, like, an airheaded moment. Or Bella, Bella, for an example. Bella, Bella is a good one. I have, I have my airheaded moments. And or, she's like, like... It would be, like a, like, a simple text, like, Daniel, what? And it's, like... Yeah. And it's, like, if you don't... Like, I can hear her saying that. I can literally, <laughs> literally hear her saying that to me right now. Literally. If you don't have people to, like, just be yourself around and then, like, react honestly towards you... Right. Like... What, just tell what, you how it is. Like, exactly. Like, you Ooh. need to have those honest... Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. And, okay, so I want to know one last thing that you think of. Do you think social media is, like, a big problem with friendships? Like, how I kind of mentioned earlier, like, reality versus aesthetic. Like, what do you think about social media with friendships? I actually think um, I got lucky with my relationship with social media and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think it can be toxic. Because especially after a full year of college, I've met so many people that take things so literally. Or personally. And, ex- and personally. You know, exactly. And at least in the instance of my friend group, like, a lot of times, let's just go take some photos together. Because right. we, like, we just want to put on a cute outfit and we want to take some photos together. Or we'll just send, like, TikToks to each other. Or, mm-hmm. like, it'll just be simple. And there isn't subtext that we have to read into right. online. At least with my friend group, that doesn't get mis- misconstrued. I agree. When we're when we're in person, like we can we can like have deeper conversations with subtext and context, and and those are helpful. But like I think I've seen like a lot of times friendships take wild and toxic turns externally like i I witnessed it as an outsider as like someone who might be friends of one or friends of another yeah and social media like it can either be like something that just is simple and fun and allows you to keep in touch with your friends that live in whole other states over the summer or it could be something that just intensifies and exaggerates negativity Mm -hmm. in ways that we might not even realize I yeah. fully agree with that. That was pretty good. Do you have any, like, last things that you, like, want to add um, to the whole podcast thing? <laughs> I don't know. Just be yourself. Be yourself. If you're our age, I'm 18. I turn 19 in, like, a few weeks. Just be yourself. Learn how to be yourself. That's Period. that's what this is all about. Yes. People tell us all the time, be yourself. You're applying to college, and you're supposed to be yourself and know yourself. No, learn how to be yourself. Yeah. Because every day it's a it's a monologue with yourself, like just like 
how can you be better? I don't know. That's my advice. Yeah, I love giving I little agree. advice. <laughs> You're good at it too. Like you know what to say. You know what to do. So period. Well, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to go rate and review the podcast. It takes literally less than two minutes. Go do it. We would really appreciate it. Daniel would appreciate it. <laughs> specifically (laughs) um but i love you guys so much thank you so much for being here remember that you matter and have an amazing rest of your day hearts 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 all around love you guys bye Bye.